pay it forward. What's good, y'all? It's um, it's been a while since I've actually been on for real. Um, you know, I always promised y'all guest segments. You know, I promised you guys that I would always bring people on the show that I really wanted to talk with, and um, I've kind of just been flying by each month. You know, and I was like, ever since I realized I could record things online, I've always wanted to have guest segments. And, you know, I know that's really important to me. I don't like bringing people on unless I can connect to them or I can relate to them or there's a conversation I really want to have with them. And um, so the person that I have on right now is um, somebody I've wanted to talk to for a minute because I know that she has a lot to share and a lot of life experience and just some personal things that she's lived through. You know what I'm saying? And I met this, I met, I met this person at um, her event. She has a movie, which we're going to plug at the end of this. Um, it's called Bora, and it's a, uh, it's, a, it's a horror psycho thriller. And she not only directs it, but she stars in it, which I'm an actor and I'm a creative too. So, you know, I, I've shared a little bit of my story about when I was 11 and stuff and The Lion King and, you know, uh, Pepsi and all these little things that I've done. But this kind of thing is not really something that you can do unless something special is in you. And so talent is one thing. You know what I'm saying? You're going you're gonna to see all kind of talented people in the world. I'd see them every single day. But what it takes to be the person that you are, what it takes to be connected in that way, like that's something you can't fake. You know, my dad always taught me, he said, boy, there's some things in life you can't fake. <laughs> and you know what yeah. I'm saying? This is very important. So what I want, I want to introduce everybody to Tiffany Tony, uh, the writer, director. And I'm sure I have that right. Writer, director, and actor. I got yeah. that one right? Yeah, All right, cool. <laughs> That's right. Tiffany, man, I'm real happy to have you on here. I know it would probably be a surprise to some when they when they see you as a guest or whatever. But, man, I'm happy to have you on here, man. How you how you feeling today? Man, I'm good, man. I'm just trying <laughs> to, you know, and just uh-huh. enjoy the journey while I'm on it. So. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you. You're very welcome, girl. This is this is um this is a a pleasure for both of us, man, cuz you know you come from you come from a world of a lot of experiences and you know I know you come from this is this has cost you something, you know, to mm-hmm. get here as it generally kind of is with, you know, these types of people. It, it costs you something to get here, man. Yeah. And what I I, I want to you know I get into a few little basic things or whatever, but like I I'm just curious. So you know I'm a, I ask the question and just let you say whatever it is you feel like you want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really wanted to ask you this. I mean, just for the basics and stuff like that. You know, I know uh your 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 IG profile talks about that you were an athlete at some point. You know, like you've done a lot of different things. Like, what's kind of like been your what's kind of like been your journey up to this point like like how did you like how did you get here because all I know is that you did a thing and it was cool and so I really want to know like how you get here yeah like um oh my gosh it's it's a story but I'll give you the most straight to the point version of it um I was born in Hawaii a military brat um Mm. we didn't move a whole lot when I was younger but as I started to like become my own person and form my own thoughts I had the opportunity to travel a lot. Um, you know, I used to sing when I was a kid and I, I was in an opera choir uh, at the school and we traveled all over to Italy and just all these cool places. And um, then one day I, I, my dad took me to the batting cage with my cousins. I was the only girl, but I was also the only one that was hitting the ball. And so my dad got super excited and he called my mom and he's like, we're, probably, we're signing her up. We're softball. We got to sign her up. And so from then on, me and my dad went on this journey of just like, 
my dad literally just studied the game of baseball and softball and started like training me and conditioning me and just teaching me bit by bit. And we started traveling all over the country. Me, you know, I was like 10 years old and I'm traveling, training with all these Olympic athletes. And my dad's taking notes from these Olympic athletes and recording. And then we're going home and we're studying it. And I'm 10 years old, you know? So it's like, I want to go play with my friends, but my dad's like, no, we got to study film, <laughs> you know, because my family knew that, you know, they weren't rich, you know, they were young parents just barely getting by, you know, people of color just trying to make it in any way that they could, you know, my mom working two jobs, my dad working three. And my dad knew that, you know, softball would be a way for me to be able to go to college if I wanted to, and to be able to have access to higher, higher education and higher information. And, um, you know, I'm so grateful for him. And at the time that we were going through all this, I was like, oh my God, like I want to just play with my friends. But I was really glad that he was so militant in the way that he trained me, not only physically, but my mind. And just the game of softball literally taught me how to like overcome things in life, how to quickly move on um, so that I could be ready for the next play, you know, how to think three moves ahead. And so all of that training with my dad really just, I thought it was training me to be an athlete. And at the time it was, but it was also training me for like life and to be an entrepreneur, especially when it comes to um, the way that, that I create. And so fast forward to, you know, me being 19 years old, graduating from college, moving to Europe to go play ball over there. And while I was over there, I had a lot of free time, you know, because my job was just to play softball. That was my job. And so when we weren't at practice or we didn't have games, I was alone a lot. And I had time to really just like sit in nature and sit with God and just think about like, what do I really want? You know, like what comes after this? I know I won't be an athlete forever. And like, who do I, who am I outside of this? And I started realizing that I was an artist, you know, and that I was an actor and that I wanted to create and I wanted to write and I wanted to be a storyteller of some sort. And um, when I got back from playing professional sports overseas, I got a job at a news station and I was a journalist and I was like writing news stories and going out and interviewing people. And like for the first like two days, it was really cool. Then on that third day, somebody got killed in the city that we lived in. And I had to go and like, I had to go and interview their parents like moments after this happened. And that moment changed me forever because I was like, this is not like what I want to do. This is not this. It just felt so wrong and it felt so invasive and it felt so insensitive and it felt so like inhumane. And I'll never forget when I got back to the news station, my, my news producer was so mad at me because she was, I didn't get the story <laughs> and all the other news stations were getting the story and I was supposed to get it and I could do it. And she was like, the problem, you know? And I'm just like, it just, it doesn't feel right. You know, like, I don't feel good about it. Like, I don't think I can, I, I, I'm just too like emotionally invested, you know? And she was like, well, you'll, you'll get over it and you'll become desensitized and you'll be fine. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to become desensitized like human suffering, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to get over it. Like, I want to, I want to feel something. I want to be a human that still feels something. And so right then and there, I knew I was like, this is not the path for me. This is not what I want to do. I know I want to be a storyteller, but I just don't know how, or like what that looks like for me, you know? And I just, I felt like such a fish out of water because everybody else around me was just getting it. Like they were, it was easy for them. They could do it. They could turn it on and turn it off. And I couldn't, like, I took these stories home with me, you know, and I remember, I still am emotionally affected by this years later, you know? And so 
it, it just, it wasn't that easy for me and I knew it wasn't who I wanted to be. So told my parents, Hey, I'm quitting. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> Like what? No, like you're making like two fifty a day as like a nineteen year old, and you're you've only like what are you talking about? You're quitting. Like this is a great opportunity. And then right. so when I told them what I was experiencing, they were just like, "Okay, well, what do you want to do?" And I'm like, "I want to move to LA. I want to go to acting school, and that's what I want to do. And and I want to be a writer. And I want to, you know." And, and of course, they're like, "Well, what? But what? What's your real job going to be?" And I'm like, "That I want that to be my real job." And and they're yeah. trying to be supportive, but. At the same time, they're just like trying to be real, you know? Yeah. And so I'll never forget, like a month or two after that, I pulled my parents into the room and I was like, I just bought a one-way ticket to LA. I'm leaving in a month. And they're like, what? Like, where are you going to stay? Do you have a job? Do you? And I'm like, no, like I'm, I'm working. I'll figure it all out. And they're just like, what? Like, are you serious? Like, is this a joke? No, it's not a joke. Yep. And so, because at that point, every day at work, I was looking out the window thinking about like, LA and visualizing myself doing what I'm doing right now, you wow. know? And I was like, I literally felt imprisoned in my own body at that point. I was like, I have to honor my soul and my soul is telling me that I got to go. And I don't yeah. know what that means. What that looks like, or what's waiting for me. I have no idea. I just know I got to go. And everybody thought I was crazy. Um, <laughs> I thought I was crazy for a minute, but I was just like, the, the calling was so strong that I couldn't, it was undeniable, you know? And so I started to, I started to identify that feeling of undeniability. And I was like, oh, that's the voice of God. It's like <laughs> undeniable, you know, like that's yes, what indeed. it is that I'm feeling, you know? And so about a week before I was supposed to move, <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. A week before I was supposed to move, this random girl friends me on Facebook that I went to middle school with in Texas. Okay. I accept her friend request. Turns out she lives in LA and is in <laughs> acting school. Okay. So- I wrote her and I'm like, I'm moving there in a week. And she's like, oh my gosh, like, where are you going to stay? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm, I just found this house that I'm going to like rent a room in for a couple of weeks. And actually the guy's house, it says that you guys are mutual friends. So then she calls, she's like, I send her his profile and she calls me and she's like, don't move in with him. Wow. And I'm like, what? And she's like, just trust me. Don't move in with him. Just move in with me. You wow. can stay with me for as long you get on your feet and initially i was like what if i what if this is like what if it goes bad i haven't seen her in 10 years since we were like yeah. kids you know yeah that was eight or nine but i got there and it was just like we had never been apart and wow. yeah and her and her husband like looked you know they helped me they helped me find a job and a car and just helped me kind of get on my feet wow. of course i was a knuckle i like ruined all of that like i partied <laughs> homeless but uh -huh. um but uh -huh. she went her right place mm -hmm. but uh <laughs> hey it'd be like that sometimes <laughs> yeah like i totally ruined it and i next thing i knew i was homeless like living in a mitsubishi and you know calling my parents lying to them telling them yeah I'm, i got an audition tomorrow i'm fine but i was really like living in a car <laughs> <by> <laughs> and <laughs> you know but i didn't want them to worry and i knew if they knew that that they would have been like come home. And if I went home, to me, that felt like giving up and it just wasn't time. So yeah. I just pushed through it. Until yeah. I couldn't, you know, and when I kind of like hit rock bottom, it was when I started just like hanging out with like just people I had no business, you know, like just yep. operating on the frequency I could possibly be on yep. from like, from moving drugs to mm -hmm. 
anything you could imagine. Yep. I, and then I was doing that for like a couple years. Like I, I really lost. And I started to look around me and I was like, you know what? This person's doing fraud. This person's scamming. This person's yep. an escort. This person's that. And they all seem to be getting ahead and driving nice cars and they're doing what they love and they have all this free time. Maybe that, maybe that's the way I'm supposed to do it. You know, like right. maybe that's the way to really get ahead in this town is just to be shady and just right. so i started uh, you know and i started like just living in ways that like i couldn't even be honest with my family i couldn't be honest with myself i could barely look at myself yeah you know and yeah one day i looked at myself and it was like i saw myself from somebody else's view and it was the scariest thing i'd ever seen and it was like, I got to see myself from where God was sitting. And I just like literally had a panic attack and I fell to the floor and I'll never forget. I cried for like two hours and I just kept asking God, like, how did I get here? Like, how did I become this person from who I started out to be? Like, how did I become here? Like, how did this happen? You know? And that was when I decided like, it's time for me to take, to make a shift. It is time for me to start figuring out how to pick up the pieces. And wow. it was really hard. Cause I was so like, I was so broken and so lost that I, I literally thought, well, what if it's too late for me in this lifetime? Like, what if I've completely just completely blown my shot in this lifetime? And I just need to like start over in the next one. Like, these are the type of thoughts I was having. Like, I was just like, what if I just need to like start over in the next incarnation? Like I already I heard that. this one. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> I heard that. It was, I was like, oh my God. Like, and I remember like, I contemplated like, I don't know if I want to like live anymore. Like, I don't know if I want to be talk. here anymore. And the thing that changed that for me was my brother, my younger brother called me and it was almost like he could sense it. And he's always sort of been like really intuitive. He's a very magical creature. Kind of like, yeah. you know, like me, like, yeah. very magical. Yeah. He called me like, I just want to let you know that like the impact that you've had on my life has been like so monumental. And I don't know who I would be without you. And he was asking me for relationship advice, like with a, a toxic girlfriend he had. And in that moment, I was like, okay, like, <laughs> like that purpose for me in that moment to make it just one more day, you know? And then that turned into two more days. And then that turned into a couple of months. And then slowly but surely, I just started to find myself again. Mm. But the, all of this is that, like, when the pandemic hit and I started writing Bora, Every crazy experience that I had survived yeah. and that I had been through like, allowed me to develop this character and to yeah. authentically be her because I, she was every person I met when I was down there. She was every person that I was roommates with. She was who I was at times. She was the killer next door. She was the gangster that I, you know what I'm saying? And so like, it, it, it just all came full circle and it was like, okay, God, like God allowed me to experience the lowest of the possible lows of the version that of myself that I never even knew I was capable of being so that I could then like rise up above it and look at that person and say, thank you. Yes. And thank you, but you no longer have room here, you know? And so Bora was really just like the forgiveness of myself. Wow. And just all of that go. That is what I'm talking about. It was just it was paying homage to the fact that this was who a lot of our people, a lot of people that look like us feel like they have to be that yes. just to get a maybe yes. during that time. they Maybe they really, really do because yes. I did. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's just, 
right? Yes. So you saw me on stage that night. That was, that was what I was experiencing was just like the, it was almost like I was able to shift my reality and shift timelines and to be like, wait, hold up. Like this wasn't in the plan and like just completely reroute my journey. And God gave me a second chance to do that. And so that's why this is so important. That's why I fight for it so hard. And that's why I made this movie twice when people tried to steal it from me and tried to claim it on their own and tried to, you know, so many that I'm still dealing with. Like so many, but it was just like, I had to fight for, for the film and for Bora because it was me fighting for my voice and fighting for all times when I wasn't able to stand up for myself or say no or assert myself or or even feed myself, you know? And so, yeah. So that's, that's what that, that's what this means to me. You know, it's a, it's a true story of perseverance. It's a true testament of second chances. It's a true testament of um what it means to hit rock bottom and then re rebuild completely and and go even higher than you were before it all fell apart that's you know right. so yeah so that's that's how i got here i i got tired of hearing no i got tired of people telling me i wasn't black enough or i wasn't indigenous enough or i was too black or i was too light-skinned or i was mm. too articulate mm. I wasn't articulate and whatever and i'm just like no like mm. you don't get to that's me. right like you know, that's so, right. Yeah. It was just me taking my power back. That's and, right. And being who I, I should have been all along, but I didn't know how to be. So that's yeah. right. And see, this was yeah. perfect. This is, this is, and I mean that because this is what I, this is what I wanted to know when I met you. And these are the things, everything you said, I, I, if you ever watch or look at this show, like I'm going to tell you right now, like anybody that does or whatever, I, this is my whole journey is transparency. Like, because I I I didn't have your journey, but I had a journey that was very similar in a lot of ways um, to yours. I dealt with spiritual abuse. You know, I was um, you know, I had a mentor that became very abusive and you could literally even see the timeline on my stuff. You know, what I'm saying like yeah. I had to give up an opportunity in The Lion King when I was 11, you know, mm-hmm. because they wanted me to be young Simba. But something was going on with that cast at that time. And mm-hmm. I just knew fundamentally I couldn't do it. And my, you know, my parents were excited. I was the kid who they discovered could act, you know, six, seven years old. And they were like, hey, you could be you. This could be your big break. And I was like, I want to act, but I don't want to do it in that spirit. You know what I mean? Of course. Like, and so you see that that was what I was looking for in this in in this was I was like, there's something in Bora, which um, I want to make sure that you get a chance to really talk about, like what Bora Mm -hmm. is. There's something in Bora that I recognized there. And I was like, but there's something she's trying to tell us. And I was like, and you're trying to tell us something. It wasn't just, you weren't doing horror for the sake of horror. I felt it. I was like, there's something in there. And you drew this, this certain cast together. You drew all these things together. Yeah. And I saw yeah, them. Was, yeah. This was a spiritual revolution. Um, and that's the only way I know how to describe it. Come it on. was, this story didn't, it wasn't something that I like mapped out. Like it, Bora told me what to say, you know, That's and right. this was written in such a short amount of time. And it was just, my hands were just moving on their own and everything just, it was, you know, I couldn't sleep. I was having dreams about it. I was, Bora was talking to me in my sleep. Like, I'm like, Bora, I'm tired. She's like, nah, fool, we got work to do. Like she let it, she <laughs> wouldn't let it go. And, uh, 
you know, and then the crazy thing is I didn't have any money. I was being evicted from my place. We were mm. going through a pandemic. Like the, I would get one scene done and then another blessing would just show up for me. Like God would just be like, here you go. And then it would be in the most outrageous ways that made absolutely no sense. <laughs> and like, for example, I, this guy had been following me on Instagram for a while. He didn't even have a profile picture. <laughs> so of course when when he wrote me and asked, like, what is this movie you're posting about? I keep seeing these clips. Like, is there a way I can help you? I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, what is this? You know? And then next thing I know, he's flying to LA from Maryland to meet me. It turns out he's like a real estate mogul in, in Maryland. Okay. <laughs> Him and his friends in DC. And I told them about, you know, the prophecy of what I'd been through and how God made this happen and how I did it with no money and a team of three people and how it was coming together. And he was like, how much money do you need? to finish it. And I was like, maybe like $10,000 so I can get through post-production. And he was like, okay, write it all out, put an organized plan together so I can show my people. And when I get back to the East coast, I'll be in touch with you. So of course, again, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like a week later, they're sending $15,000 to my bank account. (laughs) One time, one time, you know, and because they understood that this was spiritual they understood that that this story was spreading seeds of consciousness mm-hmm. and that for each person who watches it, it might mean something different to them, but they knew that this wasn't like normal, what I was doing. Like they could feel it, you know, and they could hear it and they could see it on me. And, and, you know, I told them, yeah, of course I want to make money. Of course that like, I, I want to be able to do entertainment as my like career, but at the same time, like this is for me about legacy building. And I don't know if I'll make another movie. I don't know how long I have on this earth. This is, there's a pandemic happening all around us. I don't know what's going to happen, <laughs> but all I, <laughs> all I know is that if this is the last thing that I get to say to the world, like, then I'm okay with that, you yes. know? And, off for it and there were people who tried to sabotage it and tell me how I should do it and I'm like no like this isn't God told me how to do this and if you're not on board then you gotta go (laughs) and so that's I've had to fire people I love but the legacy and the prophecy that this movie represents was just more important you know it was more important than me eating at times you know Mm -hmm. um and and it was that same voice that brought me to LA that undeniable calling happened again with this movie and that was how i knew like okay this is the right direction like this is what i have to do you know like this is i don't know how i'm gonna do it but it just i have to do it Mm. whether it's one scene at a time like if i'm living in my car like whatever it is like this has to be at the forefront of my mission and it was and it has been for the last years you know i've had like literally no social life (laughs) no you know like it's it's cost me relationships Mm. that i thought were important it's cost me time with my family it cost me money it's cost me sleep it's cost me you know while people are i'm watching people on instagram like out at events and having a great time it's cost me that it's cost me um you know sleeping on the floor in the studio making the music it's cost me so much it's it's cost me a lot but Mm. i i wouldn't i wouldn't trade it for the world Mm. because now direct calls from directors like hey we have a part in a movie for you hey what do you think about Hey, you're a producer. Can you help me on this? Hey, yeah. can I pay you right? Like, so it's changed my whole world. Yeah. It's changed my whole world. So. Wow. This is what I'm yeah. talking about. Like, this is what, this is what I'm talking about. Because this is somebody, this is you finding yourself. And yeah. you found what was true to you. And when you find the floor 
of who you are. You speak from, I, I'm a big believer in like, you really speak from your gut. That's something that I prayed for recently is like, you yeah. speak from your gut. You are going to draw what is true to you. Everything that Absolutely. is true always rings eternally. I expected that. And so when I see that from you, I'm like, yeah, of course it's happening. Of course it's happening for me. Like you're, you're making so much make sense. And I hope, you know, for those who are listening right now that you'll, you'll know and understand that like what's true for you it may not always be true for everyone else, but that doesn't make it any yeah. less true. Absolutely. And, you know, I wasted a lot of time, like being so like ashamed of parts of my journey and trying to almost hide and like hide from myself and, and paint this beautiful picture with my writing. But it was like, it would never really resonate until I just was like, I can't care about how these people feel. I can't care about what people think all I can do is just be all of me and even in the darkest parts of me and be vulnerable in that, allow that to live through my storytelling because what's it, nobody cares about the story being cute or polite, or it's, it's about it being real and something that people can actually identify with so that they're reminded that they're not alone. And I, I started to understand that my journey as a storyteller is not like to be cute. It's to leave breadcrumbs behind for people yeah. to find themselves and to find God and to find whoever it is that they need to find in order for them to be the most whole and authentic versions of themselves. But it started with me doing it. You know, it started with me finding that and figuring out like, what are my roots? Like, who am I? And what do I really truly believe in? And am I bold enough to speak on that? And then like, how do I like interweave that into my storytelling and, and just speak from an authentic place that doesn't have boundaries? Yeah. You know, I, I was putting so so many boundaries on myself. Mm -hmm. I was trying to be like, you know, this actress or that actress trying to talk like this actress, walk like that actress, dress like this actor. Cause I thought, well, maybe that's the way, but it's like, no, the reason that I'm even thinking of these people is because they were so authentically and undeniably themselves that they're unforgettable. And I knew that was who, what I had to do, you know, like there will never be another Angelina Jolie. Mm -hmm. There will never be another Halle Berry. I'm, I'm Tiffany Tony and I can only be that. And so I knew that in order for me to be who I wanted to be in this industry, in order for me to actually like make a name for myself that I had to carve the path and nobody was going to give it to me because nobody could relate to the types of characters that I'm destined to play. I had to show them. I had to create it for myself, you know? And cause I would tell people like, yeah, I want to, it's kind of like Angelina Jolie, but, and then they'd be like, but you're black. And I'm like, okay, mm. you know what? Let me just, I'll just <laughs> show you what's up you know like that's right that's right and i mean i'm, I'm, I'm man I, I i feel the pain and all the things that you've been through and the joy and all the things you've been through man and i'm i can't help but be really really glad that they forced you to not believe be the version of yourself that you thought you were and they made you be tiffany tony because the world needs tiffany tony they need you and it's not that they need you as a director they need the person you are because I can say that yeah. meeting you and seeing you or whatever, I could I could have cared less about you doing a movie or anything like that. I appreciate the person that I saw. And that was the thing that drew me because authenticity draw everybody. So that's what I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about right there. Like all the Thank questions. You. I mean, this is this is this is the simplest <laughs> interview I've ever had, because all the questions I was going to ask you, you answered yourself because it's true to you. You know, an interviewer yeah. is just supposed to draw the truth out of people, but I didn't have to do that because you're already being true to yourself. So you just made this real, yeah. you made this real easy. I feel like I'm on a Tesla right now, car driving itself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Auto drive. You know, it's just, 
it's in me and it pours out of me because it. I know what it's like to be a hungry artist. I know what it's like to be in a room full of the most beautiful people in the world and then ask yourself, do I measure up? You know, but then not realizing that every other beautiful person in the room is thinking the same thing. Ain't that a fact? <laughs> ah. You know, so it's just like, I started to understand that like, whatever I'd look like, like physically, like, yeah, that's cute. That's great. That's whatever. But at the end of the day, like the thing that is going to separate me is just being myself and not being ashamed of the mistakes that I've made and like just owning them and being like, you know what? Like, no, I wasn't always put together. No, I wasn't always solid. No, I wasn't always found. No, I wasn't always ethical. No, I wasn't. But I identify those things and I'm I'm accountable for them and I don't, I know who I want to be and I know who I have to be in order to maximize the opportunity that is this lifetime. I heard that. You know? Yeah. I heard. And it's hard. It's hard. Temptation is in the corner. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, people will dangle what seems to be opportunity in your face. But ultimately, I tell people this, and this is the only like real advice I can give an artist is just like, once you identify the voice of God and you identify what that sounds like, it'll be easy to identify when it's not that. And when it's not that, no matter how good whatever's being presented to you looks on paper, it's not going to pan out the way you think if it's not that. That's right. You know, no matter how much money's involved, no matter how much opportunity is involved, if it doesn't feel right, then it's not. It, and it's just that simple. Like everything is spiritual. Everything, everything, writing, acting, producing, dating, like everything. That's you know, right? <laughs> I'm 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 sitting here and I'm doing nothing but laughing because you went down probably five to six questions I was specifically going to ask you, and you answered literally all of them in the same string that I was going to ask you. I was over here like, no, this is great because this is like, these were all of, these were so many of the things that I was just curious about to know you as a person and to be like, who is this person that I saw in this event? You know what I'm saying? Like, because I was literally going to say, you know, because, you know, I want to make sure I honor your time and I was, you know, we were going to reach the time point. And so I was like, was there anything that you wanted to tell an aspiring artist? And you're just like, yeah, this is what I would tell them. I agree with all these philosophies that you're saying. So I'm sitting here like, I, I ain't doing nothing but yeah, hell yeah, because it's true. Like, I fully yeah. agree with these things. Like, so thank yeah. you so much, man. No, but please, if you have anything else you want to share, particularly if you want to let people know what Bora is, you want to do anything like that, you know, before you go or whatever, please tell them. All right. I just want sure. you to know. Bora is a psychological thriller about a girl who goes on a road trip to find herself and she picks up this like roaming stoner who she later realizes is a serial killer and it's all fun and games until people start dying. Um, it is a emergence of culture, black culture, brown culture. Um, people of every ethnicity are in this movie, but we really wanted to like bridge the gap between black and brown culture in this specific project because there's such a disparity between our communities. And I also think that we have so much more in common than we realize. Like we share music, we share food, we share culture, we share even our sense of humor and just the things that we laugh at about ourselves. And I really, I had an opportunity to work with people from rival gangs on the same movie, you know, people that come from completely different hoods that wouldn't even normally trust black people coming into their hoods. And I'm in their house eating dinner 
sharing experiences with them and being like, hey, like, you know, this happened to me, to me too, you know, or, well, how do we rebuild, you know, our community or, hey, you're having an event giving back to your community on such and such date. Can I come, you know? And, and, and it's just like, it's so powerful because it's like at the end of the day, like all we all want is love and to be able to provide for our families and to be able to express ourselves freely and creatively. And, and it's like just me showing up consistently for three years, you know, in, in Pico and Union with my, like my Mexican brothers and sisters and being just sitting there and just listening and us talking and laughing and just truly fellowshipping and, and discovering that like, hey, like I understand that there's a lot that's happened between our cultures and, and especially in LA, you know, the history of LA yep. and just gang violence, yep. happened. but just getting the understanding that like, okay, but so how do we, do we keep this going or do we, do we come together and finally be like, we don't want to hurt each other anymore. We want to make music together. Like, is that so bad? We want to make a movie together. Is that so bad? Like, you know, and just being like, okay, but what, what else? Like, how do we help each other heal from the, yeah. the, the similar, how do we evolve though? And like, where do we go from here? You know? And so for me, it wasn't about like preaching a message or being preachy in my movie or anything like that. It was about just like, I'm going to have a black man and a Latino man in the same scene and they're going to be friends. Yes. And then I'm show up a member of both of those worlds yes. and we're going to have a, a real conversation and then we're going to laugh and we're going to go have a drink. Like it was that simple for me, Yes, you know, just interacting together doing everyday things riding in lowrider you know like all of it and so for me it was important to uh bridge the gaps between between our cultures and it has trans it's actually translated in a real world way as you saw the lowriders in the movies yeah. like this this lowrider club called hoopty my friend mcgrady his name is mcgrady og he's an amazing artist he's like mexican too short like he's <laughs> brilliant brilliant rapper but also just brilliant man, brilliant man, amazing father, um, hardworking, works multiple jobs to, to provide for his family. And so that he can make time and room to be an artist that, you know, his art is, is something that inspires his community. But now it gets to inspire the whole world because it's in my film. Yeah. And when I, he inspired me and I was like, I feel like everybody everywhere needs to know who this man is, yeah. you know? And I felt like he felt, he felt the same belief in me and, and it got, it, it just like our race and our background and where we came from, none of it really mattered after a certain point because we had the same hunger in terms of like who we wanted to be as humans and who we wanted to be as artists, you know? And so for that, I just feel like even if today were my last day on earth, like that, that's something that I'm really proud of to be able to create with him and to be able to get to know him and his family and their community and, and to understand that like, they just want the same things that I want, that you want. And that's all, you know? Yeah. 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 It was really, really powerful. Yeah. Really powerful. So this movement. So if you guys are on Instagram, it's at more the movie. You can find it. You can go on Amazon prime. You can actually watch the movie on Amazon prime. It's also on Tubi. Um, we were in the essence film festival. You guys yep. got to go check. It's definitely not a movie for children. It's a thriller and it's rated R. Yeah. <laughs> but, a mission it's a movie with a purpose and i think that no matter where you come from no matter your background no matter your race like where where you grew up like it's something that will resonate with you and uh yeah we're, we're doing a director's cut All that's right. going to be released at the over that's got a couple of things that are different just a little you know fun for everybody for halloween um but yeah man i'm just so honored to be here and i'm so excited and i'm so grateful 
And um, this is all I want to do is just create and just continue to hopefully impact people in a positive way. So Tiff, that's what I'm talking about. You did, you, you have shown the people, you know, who you are and real talk. The, like I said the before, the world needs you. The world needs you to keep Thank telling the stories that God put within you. The world needs you to be able to tell what's true inside of you. And that's that's my hope and my prayer for you even in that. And that may that may God always do that with you, that you may always feel guided to be able to do the <laughs> to be the truest version of yourself. May you keep drawing that and may that connect with other people, man, because the world needs you. And Thank regardless you. of what the things you've experienced have been. Matter of fact, it's because of the things you've experienced that the world yeah. needs you, girl. Like we 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 need you, man. I, I was I've been so happy to have you on here just to be able to tell your Thank life. You tell your story hope to be able to have you and see you again you know at some point i, I yeah. know we i know we're gonna i know we're gonna cross paths for real again you know of what I'm course saying? of course i can give you a couple more minutes All right, bro, girl. man you gave me and i just want to say thank you and uh one thing that i wanted to say to you and it's just something that was on my spirit to say to you is that like the most darkest corny nerdy insecure parts of ourselves are what really um are what really define the human experience, you know? And sometimes there is a disconnect between our spiritual selves and our physical selves because they're two different mechanisms trying to figure out how to exist in the same space. And that is a lot. It's almost like when you have a new computer system or like when you get a new iPhone and you're just learning how to use it and the touchscreen feels a little different for the first couple of days or whatever, you know? And so we're experiencing that a lot, especially as we evolve or we're put in new environments or we're learning new skills or we're in new social settings or just whatever it is that's transitional for you, like being unashamed and unafraid of those processes. And even when we are afraid, moving through them anyway, and surrounding ourselves with people that don't uh, make us feel inadequate or judged for the same things that they're, that they're just afraid to even talk about. Um, You know, it, that's where we can find our peace, you know? And for me, I have a very small circle. I don't hang out with a lot of people. I'm alone a lot, but when I am with people, it's usually with the same the same people and I can trust them with my vulnerability. And so it's just important to know that there are people out there that you can trust with your vulnerability and they might be far and few, but they're there and you don't really need anything outside of that and outside of yourself and outside of your relationship with, with the creator, you know? So um, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks because they're still trying to figure themselves out. And if we, if we focus on all that, we'll never truly be able to be free in our vulnerability. And our vulnerability is where our strength lies. It was difficult for me to be Bora in front of the whole, in front of my parents, Mm. completely unhappy. It was scary, Mm. but I knew it had had to be done, Mm. you know? And so whatever it is for you, that is, that is that, whatever your Bora is, whatever your Bora moment is, like go to it. Don't draw away from it because your vulnerability is your strength, you know, and there are men who look like you who need to understand what vulnerability looks like and how it can be a powerful tool to healing, to growth, to being able to actually assert what you want and need without feeling embarrassed by it. I mean, there's just so much power in it. That's all. You said, you you really said something to me right now. Because that is true. I prayed and I asked God for that. I said, you know, I really want to be my truest self. And you know what? Being your truest self 
means accepting the darker, you know, grittier, you know, all the parts of myself, the corny, the nerdy, the square, the all these different things, the anger, the the, the shame, all these different things. It involves me doing that. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it's right. gonna give you more more layers as an actor because if you're hiding those places and spaces and things how can you bring them out in in any character that you're going to play and characters are deep sometimes misunderstood sometimes chaotic sometimes crazy sometimes irresponsible like people don't want to watch boring people on tv (laughs) you ain't never lied about that one you ain't never lied about that one reality shows are like everybody's like oh no because it's like these people are just bearing all of their exposing themselves yeah that's really which we don't have but it's like there's a way to craft that you know and for me bora was a crafted version of that Mm. so thank you no i'm 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 just saying thank you because i had an acting teacher tell me once um will hickman uh, he still he still teaches and and, and he said he said you gonna get a, a he said you are gonna do good in this class as long as you learn what you need to learn he said but that's not why I want you here he said he said acting isn't bringing out it isn't it isn't playing a role it's bringing the role out of yourself like mm-hmm. it's me being this person and it's like so acting Absolutely. doesn't make you hide who you are it brings out who you are. Mm-hmm. And I Absolutely. heard all of that in what you said. Yeah. And I realized that too. I was hiding for so long. I kept thinking, oh, like people just don't like me or I'm not booking this audition because, you know, they were hating on me or I'm just, maybe I'm just not good enough or, and it was none of those things. It was really just, I was hiding. I I was afraid of my own truth and vulnerability and people were seeing, okay, she memorized the lines. She's cute. But like, there's just, something's not resonating. Something's not hitting. And it was that I, I wasn't being authentic because I didn't really know how I didn't really know if that was okay or if that was allowed or what boundary do I put on that you know I just I just didn't know and it wasn't until I hit rock bottom and I literally had nothing to lose that I was like I'm gonna just give it all because I I don't know what else to do you know but I'm so grateful for that rock bottom was like a portal for me like zero is a portal you know and, and it was a portal for you know for infinite possibility to to come through so isn't it, isn't it? i'm gonna remember this conversation because this is gonna I be a, this so. is gonna be an answer this is an answer for me you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. i really um i ain't really even thought about it that way so you know it probably might it, it, it will probably even help the direction that i do things in 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 just in my own life so i know that this is true for you for real so thank you thank you for sharing that for of real course. I appreciate you as well. And I know you said you wanted to pray for me and I openly received that. Yeah. So I am. Yeah, I got you. Absolutely. I got you, girl. You mm-hmm. know what? Um, I got you. Because you know what? In the spirit of doing that, because that's true to me. You know, I don't always do mm-hmm. these things when I'm talking to people or when I'm on a show or when I do anything like that. But that's also something that's true to me. So you know what? I yeah. start I start even with this. Um, God, I'm going I'm to I'm really pray for you for real. You know what? God, I thank you right now for Tiffany. You know, there ain't no right way to do something or wrong way to do something. But God, you said you brought her to this earth. You brought her here for a reason. You brought her here because she has something to give this world. You put you put her there as a representation of your face, who you are, who you gonna be. You know what I'm saying? You 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 said you put Noah in her where where you said in the Bible that Noah 
knew this knew the knew the path that he was supposed to be on and didn't nobody say couldn't nobody tell him differently he knew he was supposed to build an ark but didn't nobody else know he knew that and so you put some of that in her and i'm praying right now that she could that the world gonna see more of her i pray right now that she gonna have understanding beyond even her wildest dreams i even thank you right now that her authenticity gonna come realer just like she's bringing this out of me she spoke into my life made even be more true in her life in that way i even pray right now that she gets bigger places, bigger placements that are that allow her to be realer, that she never departs from that, that there's no person in her life that could ever make her depart from the real person that she is right now, that she don't have to doubt nothing. She don't have to be confused by nothing. She don't have to be confused by nobody right now that she can be whoever it is that you cause her to be. She's never going to be the edited version of herself right now, that she's going to be the director's cut version of Tiffany Tony. She ain't going to be nothing less. I thank you right now that no one that comes around her, whether it be a relationship, whether it be a friend, whether it be a person, will ever try to make her be less than what she is. God, that they will accept her for exactly who she is and that she will have the space and grace to be able to grow into whoever you made her. God, thank you right now for that and that that's her tapestry and that her tapestry is far from finished in this world. God, thank you, man. I thank you that she brought that out of me. God, thank you that she gave me a chance to show up right now. I thank you right now that in her whole life that she continues to know that she can show up without feeling ashamed, that there's no person, no soul in her life that'll ever make her feel ashamed of of the person that she is, the girl that she is, the child that she is, the human that she is. God, you know what's up. You know what I need. And I pray that that same thing for myself, God, because I know I need that. Right now, I pray that for myself. I think that come easy, man. I think you would come easy for both of us, for this kindred spirit. Lord, I thank you right now for her. And I thank you that Bora reaches places she don't even know it's going to reach. God, you a real one. You always have been. So I thank you right now that you put that in your daughter and you put that in, you put that in us, God. So I pay that forward into her life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, girl. Thank you. Thank thank you. You know what I'm saying? You're welcome. And I received that and thank you because I needed that. And so everybody that's going to be able to see and listen, I said, I'm leaving all this, all this, this here. I'm leaving all this on here because they need to see what a real conversation looked like. I always had an idea of what interviews look like. I've learned the professional manner of doing it. I've learned all kinds of things, but that don't matter because that's not why they called me. They called me because they want stuff like this. And I think I finally seen what my first real interview looked like. So thank you, girl. I'm so glad. And if there's anyone else that I can send your way that, um, yeah, let them know. I will. Let them know. This is what I'm about. <laughs> let them know by all means, girl. So thank you. Thank you for paying it forward, man. And if y'all was blessed by okay. her, go look her up. You know, you know where she is. She told you I'll leave her information in the show notes and all that stuff. She's exactly who she says yeah. she is. I can testify to that. Go on, find her. Watch the movie. If you're really into thrillers, you ain't going to be disappointed. I can tell you that for real, man, <laughs> man. So real talk, I appreciate you, girl, and I appreciate everybody that's listening. I love y'all, and peace!